Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Cheese, and my guest here with me is Carl Weaver. Carl, how are you doing? Very good, Cheese. Thanks for heading over tonight. Uh, no problem. And it's pretty weird calling you Carl, you know, because I've always <laughs> ca- called you Weaver, which from here on out, I'm just going to call you Weaver. If that's okay. Weaver, Weave. Weave. All those are good. So, um, Weaver here, he's the offensive coordinator for the Tippecanoe Valley High School varsity football team. Um, I've known Weaver for 10 years now, since my freshman year of high school back in 2013. Weave, I want to first ask you, how crazy is that? We've known each other for 10 solid years now. I would have not have guessed that I've known you for 10 years, geez. <laughs> that is pretty insane. Yeah, like um, to give you context, um, you guys' context, um, I, was on, I was on the football team for, like, my fir- like my first two years of high school, freshman and sophomore year, and then, yeah, we was like my cornerbacks coach. And then who would have thought, Weave, that 10 years later you'd be on the podcast with me? It's awesome. You're doing a great job with these, too. I've listened to, I think, all 30 – how many is it? 30, You're going to be 39, but 38. 38, 38. Awesome. Weave, I really appreciate that. And I really want to thank you for inviting me to your house. You know, you have a great house and you have a great barn. I appreciate that. Hang out here a lot. Uh-huh. And it seems like it's a vibe, you know. <laughs> great setup for a podcast, honestly. And then I just want to say, Weave, uh, thanks for coming on. It seriously means a lot. Oh, we appreciate you coming out, Cheese, and the chance to talk football. I'll do it with anybody. Heck yeah, because that's what you love, which we'll get into later. But yeah, I mean, like I told you off air, it just sucks that, you know, for me personally, when I try to do podcasts, right, I want to keep doing it like at least once a week, if not every other week. But lately, I've been getting like rejections or people have been saying like, uh, I just don't have the time. But like I said, that's why I really thank you for, you know, taking the time to like talk with me because I know, you know, we have had a good relationship for the past 10 years, Weaver. Yeah, well, keep pushing forward, cheese. Like the more people you get to know, just kind of keep keep after it, keep after it. You'll get some more and more podcasts. Yeah, just never give up, pretty much. Yep. So, Weave, how long have you been coaching for in general? Um, I had to think about this a little bit. I'm not. I think it's 17 years. I don't know exactly, but I think it's like 17 years. Uh huh. And then, uh, so before we get into your coaching career, right? I want to talk about the good old days. So. Where at in Valley were you exactly raised at? Because I did some research, and you did graduate in 1995 at Valley, right? Yep, yep. Graduated 1995. I grew up in Palestine, Indiana. So that if you just take State Road 25 from Warsaw to Mentone, Palestine's right in the middle there. And uh, I went to elementary school at Burkett, junior high in Mentone, and high school at Tippecanoe Valley. And then how was going to high school back in the 1990s in Valley? I think this is kind of the hardest question you kind of put out there. Um, I I wouldn't say it's a whole lot different than what it is right now. Honestly, the community is very similar, I think. Like, it's a lot of people that stay around in the community, have grown up in the community. That's what's awesome about Tipkin Valley. You know, the community kind of sticks around here. I guess the biggest difference is probably social media. Right, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like cell phones. We didn't have cell phones back then, and uh, I, I, that's kind of the biggest thing I could think of. But other than that, the, the teachers are all – it's kind of a conservative small school, and everybody knows everybody. You kind of get along. You know the parents of everybody. and you, um, But I, I think the biggest difference is just the social media and kind of the that kind of side of things. Speaking of social media, it just seems like it's made our program – especially the football program more connected than ever. Yep. Yeah. You know, definitely try to promote it on all of those different platforms. And we probably need some younger people on our staff to even do that a little bit better. You know, I try to post stuff on Facebook, but I'm sure I'm terrible at it. You know what I mean? But uh, we try, we try. No, you guys are doing a good job. All you can do is just share, 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 yeah. you know, network. Yeah. And then, um, so we've back in your high school days, like what sports did you all play? Obviously you played football. What, yeah, go on with that. Uh, yeah, so football, basketball, golf was kind of the three sports I played in high school. Um, very, very average golfer. <laughs> you know? um, but I don't know, football, basketball, golf. Um, football, by far, we were very competitive. Um, basketball, we were kind of always in that 500 range. And um, basketball was probably the sport I was best at. Um and golf kind of came around, and I was kind of that third, fourth golfer on the varsity team, you know, as we went. But so back in your high school days, who who was the coach? Who was the varsity head coach back during your uh, yeah, coach, varsity high school days? Yeah, football was Coach Bibbler, basketball Coach Shira, and golf Coach Moriarty. That's crazy how yeah, like you yeah. know it's the same faces, yeah. same names, you know. Yeah. 
And then years later, you're, you're you know, with, speaking about Roger Moriarty, you know, years later, you're, you know, you, you and Steven are best friends, you know, coaching together. Oh, yeah, I definitely. From junior high on, grew up with Steve, spent a lot of nights at his house. Uh, Roger Moriarty in his underwear, laying, <laughs> sleeping in his yeah. <laughs> in his recliner. I mean, it was just great days. Roger uh, was a great day. Yep. And then Shire would be always Shire, you know, yep. the go. And then yep. um, Bibbler, what a great man he was. Yep, yep. For sure, and that kind of those three guys. I think your question's on there later, but that's kind of why I started coaching. Really, you know, those three guys and add tribe into that. It was just a great mix of men. You know? Yeah, kind of inspired you. Yeah, those guys really inspired you to really coach after high school, right? Yeah. So before we get into coaching, right, I want to ask you, like, what positions did you really play in football back in your day? So in football, I was a wide receiver and corner, secondary. So, and when I first started coaching, so I should have mentioned that, like, so I've coached for 17 years, but early on it was, it was definitely a minimal, um, oh, what do you, role, I guess they'd call it. I stepped in and I was kind of helping with the secondary and corners and stuff and helping with wide receivers. Uh, Coach Walker, who is uh, still a teacher at Valley now, helped him with receivers and Darren Parker was kind of the secondary coach and offense coordinator at the time helped him was this straight out of high school or when did you exactly start helping out valley in the you know with coaching uh this was a few years after college um i i'm pretty sure my first year coaching was shriver's first or second year and you know for as soon as i got out of college kind of moved back home moved it moved into akron and bibler was kind of hitting me up and i couldn't couldn't quite do it then just schedule wise and work wise trying to learn the ropes and kind of get involved in the business a few years later i had the opportunity to my schedule i could kind of move around and adjust kind of needed once you found your groove yeah and uh i just hours wise i could kind of work when i needed to so i could go out for a couple hours and coach but also early on it was just a couple two three days a week and i could kind of make that fly and then as years went by and steve gets the head coaching job then it you know, kind of grows to what it is now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. You pretty much, you know, answered a lot of questions, but no, that's okay. That's okay. So, um, you basically didn't coach anywhere else but Valley, pretty much, right? No, no, no. I, and I'm not sure I would, honestly. You know, kind of the opportunity. I'm kind of a community guy. Kind of mm-hmm. been here and I really, really enjoy Valley and the community around here. I'm not sure I would coach anywhere else well, we would just get... i was asking like previously right yep, I, didn't, yep. I didn't know if you you know first start out like at this certain school like kind of like steve's story oh, pretty much you know yeah. what i take that back i i completely when i was in college a guy named tyson sylvius was coaching at homestead um high school in fort wayne and i did coach there for a couple of years again just kind of in a i was helping with secondary and helping with wide receivers but i yeah i guess i did help there through college and got to know a little bit you know and then um after that little experiment coaching in Fort Wayne did that was that like set in stone and said man I really want to coach for Valley afterwards no (laughs) no honestly I I really had no thoughts of coaching I just uh Bibler approached me a handful of times and uh I kind of just couldn't do it and then finally Shriver took over the head coaching job and he asked me and I said yes and I honestly felt kind of bad about it you know because I had turned coach (laughs) Bibler down for a few years (laughs) and uh but I was able to do it, and uh, boy, just being around those two guys has been amazing. You know what I mean? And so I, I think I've coached since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And then before you know, before you get promoted to offense coordinator, Coach Moriarty, right? When did you first start like being, being like a full time coach? You know what I'm saying? Because um, I remember when like my freshman year, you're always there. Yeah, and that's probably maybe your. That was probably about the time, I guess, ten years ago, ten. Yeah, probably 10 years ago was when I was out there every day, I guess. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, we would have, like, defensive practices, say, Tuesdays and pregame Thursdays and games Fridays. So I would make it to the defensive practices okay. and, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, probably your freshman year was when I first started being there full-time. Mm-hmm. And how do you like that compared to being part-time? Um, it's just – it's more dedication, you know. Mm-hmm. It's – in obviously you start learning you're just more involved you get to know the kids better and you start um i guess being more part of things and uh, yeah obviously we've been doing it since so mm-hmm. and then um so can you tell me about how'd you end up getting promoted to office coordinator when uh with steve 
took over back in 2017. So that was like the year after I graduated from high school. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and major shout out to them. So today of this recording is his birthday. Yes. 47. <laughs> He's getting to be an old guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So when Steve was putting his resume in to be the head coach, he came and asked, like, hey, if I get this head coaching job, I want you to be the offense coordinator. I'm like, uh, I think actually my first words are, you're crazy. Like, I, yes, I love football and I've been around it a long time, but I've never been, or at that point, I wasn't like an offensive guru. It wasn't like I was studying football every day and like figuring things out. So I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. But it's like, yeah, sure. You know, it's not rocket science. <laughs> you know, like I think I can figure this stuff out. And so I agreed to, and he got the job, so I had to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I mentioned on the episode with Coach Mariotti, right, when he first took over the program, it wasn't all funs and games at the first year, right? Because you guys went overall record of 2-8, and eight, but yeah. after that it was like, what, five straight winning seasons? So tell me, from your perspective, Weaver, from your from how far the program has came from like my high school years, because like it was really during my high school years when you know we just start sucking. To be you know <laughs> we're gonna be honest, right? To yeah. now, like uh, yeah. yeah, explain that since you've been there oh, through yeah. the bad, through the good, for sure. And I I'm not gonna elaborate too much on the the sucking part. Right, right, right. <laughs> there, there was some circumstances there. Right. You guys could have been good, but anyway, the uh, as far as like when Steve took over that two and eight season, I think. We are just very – probably people don't realize how competitive kind of Steve is and I am and, like, the whole coaching staff. Like, right. we are very competitive individuals. And we, I guess we kind of grew up in a time where football we were really good at and, like, we just kind of expect to win, not just at football, but, like, kind of everything. And so Steve takes over the job, and I remember him getting it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be the offense coordinator here. And it was the Potters, Trapedi, Tanner Trapedi, and that group kind of coming through. And we're like, we're going to be awesome. Like, year one, we're going to freaking kill this thing. Um, and then we go two and eight, and we reevaluate. We're like, whoa, what just happened there? Well, kind of, I think the biggest thing we learned that year and kind of moving forward, um, high school football is – it needs to be a junior, senior dominated team. You know, just the the mental and physical maturity of junior, senior high school boys over or young men over freshmen, sophomores is just extreme. You know, so I think that's the biggest thing. Steve has done an amazing job promoting football and kind of getting the numbers up to what they are today. So we do have competitive um practices i mean we went from maybe 30 some kids to upper 50s maybe 60 kids this year that's crazy so and our teams are dominated our varsity team is seniors and juniors you know and i think that's what makes us competitive um and i think i don't know that's that's kind of the biggest part of it i think we we realized early on you have athletes like that group that came through when they were sophomores and you can't win with them. You start reevaluating. Yes, we screwed up a lot of things. Like we were still learning, kind of like me, offense and mm-hmm. uh, what defense to run, what's going on. Like you're just how to game plan, just all that kind of stuff when you're thrown into that. Um, but part of that too is just the mentality of having sophomores lead a team compared to seniors lead a team. You know, um, so real quick we realized we need to we need to change the culture here. It needs to be a junior senior led right. team. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing and the strength and conditioning shout out to coach Webby. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Valley in general, you add that Viking strong part of things, um, which I don't know you guys didn't have. So I really wanted to mention this, right? So I think it was like my summer going to senior year was like when it was really pop, like, you know, getting big at first, but the thing I wanted to mention on this episode that um, it's crazy how far the Viking Strong program alone has come. And I remember it was like, you know, all the athletes gathered around no matter what sport you played. But I remember, I'm not trying to like, you know, um, bash down uh, our, the volleyball program, but it just seemed like from the first year we were doing volleyball, uh, what do you call it, oriented workouts yeah. besides, <laughs> you know, probably the, work- the Alabama drills. Or yeah. Alabama, yeah. Bama, Bama drills. Yeah, Bama drills. Yeah. Besides, you know, probably yeah. the you know, the standard workout you guys have right now, you yeah. know. But it still got me in shape, though. Yeah. Though. yeah. Well, I think just in general, and we've had, what, three, maybe Webby's the fourth, like, actual strength and conditioning coach. And, you know, Valley kind of committed to that. Mm-hmm. I, 
six, seven, eight years ago, and it's starting. Like you can tell, you know, you're oh, starting yeah. to you're starting to see the athletes come through. Um, we have for real three A school athletes coming through, and they're producing. They're strong. They're fast. Yeah. Um, it's just working, and so that obviously has benefited the football program. Yeah, yeah. You know. So yeah, so we. It just seems like it was really the second year of the majority era, era where like things really took off to uphill when you know you guys be when you guys won the bill back in that second year so tell me more about that yeah so i think again that was that sophomore classes junior year junior year which is, yeah, tenors, <laughs> you know yep. so that's a year faster year stronger um and i think that game was kind of the turning point we, we started going in we were just starting to get to where you expect to win every game you know, and it, I think it took a year, um, but we never doubt it. Like, the kids are just athletes, so you just go into every game expecting to win. Obviously, you don't win every game, yeah. but you prepare every week kind of knowing you're going to win that week, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that's um, that's the culture Steve has. Like, we grew up that way, I guess. Like, you compete with Steve in anything. He thinks he's going to win, you know. Yeah. So, it, it's carried over to football. Yeah. And then – um after that, like the third, fourth, it was like uh, the 2019 season, 2020 season, you guys were like, you know, winning, like, you know, having like not winning records. Like it was like eight and four, seven and four back to back. And then 2021 was like undefeated in regular season, won the home conference. And 2022, like we said, like, you know, shared the conference, but it's still like, you know, it's like up uphill, uphill seems like. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We, we definitely stubbed our toe last year. You know, we should have been undefeated last year, had the conference outright. Just, um, I think honestly that, you know, it's a coach, that was a coach's loss. So I'll be, I'll be honest with you. You look back at some of these games and there's, there's a couple games that you can think of through, um, the Moriarty era, you know, I guess we'll call it where you're just like, boy, we laid an egg there, you know, and that Southwood game at the end of last season was one of them. And, uh, the Peru, there was a Peru game like three, four years ago was another one. Anyway, but two, you know, it happens high school. We're, we're not professional coaches, but, um, those are two games we felt like we should have won. I think for sure the program is still headed upwards. And like, I think the recent, uh, the recent um, conference and kind of those kind of things, the school is kind of on board and we're just kind of pushing forward to try to figure out how we can compete at an even higher level. You know, mm-hmm. um, we need to be able to compete at a three, a school level. We're, we're going to be here for the foreseeable future. We're not a two, a school anymore. Our numbers are growing to where we are a legitimate three, a school. Um, so we need games throughout a season that prepare us for, playoff run right that's the legitimate goal you know so yeah and i also want to talk about that so how did that you know from your perspective how did that come about like why did like the school board leave the trc and then we're in this new conference well i have no idea about the school board conversations and stuff but i it was a great move um i'm sure it was probably kind of predicated by football but i think all sports at valley were kind of dealing with the same issues the the TRC is just the um, the population of the different schools and stuff has just changed so much. A lot of schools struggle, let alone having JV no freshman teams, but oh, yeah. let alone having JV teams. Um, everybody's kind of a varsity team only, so like girls basketball struggles to pick up JV games. Oh, yeah. Volleyball, I think, struggles to pick up JV games. We struggle to pick up JV games, and we don't hear about those games until Friday night. You know, after the Friday night game, the opposing coach comes over he's like hey sorry we can't have a game thursday because we played some kids this week okay so now we're on the hook to try to find a jv game you know and we have we're starting to get to the point where we need a freshman game jv game and varsity game you know we're getting our numbers to the point where you need the, the we, development we want these kids playing yeah you know and it's not going to happen in the trc yeah you know? see and, i didn't know that which i love doing this yeah yeah and i think that honestly in my mind that's the biggest benefit moving to another conference um there's just other school the the schools are the same population as us you know so they're dealing with the same things they got the same numbers as us for the most part um the other huge benefit so when we go to coaches meetings we're part of region two and again i'm not familiar with the other sports but we're part of football wise we're part of region two and so all those schools are elkhart south bend area um 
but we're the furthest southmost school in that region too. Mm-hmm. We up until this coming year, we don't play any schools in that 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 region. You know, um, our sectional was moved way south, which is another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but but we don't we play zero schools in our region. Then we go to this region meeting, and that's where you're voting on region all stars for the all state game. None of those none of those coaches know us like they don't play against us they don't see us in newspapers you know that's so how do our kids get noticed well now every school in our conference is going to be part of that region you know so it's just it just fits us better right and that's really understandable after what you just explained and when correct me if i'm wrong but was the original plan that we were going to be in this two, new conference like like two years from now yes but they just recently what do you call it trc pretty much said screw it we're just going to cut you guys yeah yeah and i don't know i think just people hate tippecanoe valley yeah so, you know, hey that's no. their problem you know we're <laughs> yep, new exactly out- you know? yeah but yeah i have no idea how that decision came on um but yes that's kind of how i understand it too they, they thought we should have gave them two-year notice we gave them one-year notice but north miami just did the same thing it is what it is at and, this point right yeah, so, so speaking of so moving on with that right is there a new name about with this conference yet or no no not that i know of no, nope. <laughs> I wonder what it's gonna be called. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Some of my friends text me some interesting ones that it could be, but I. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah, all, all you're worried about is these new opponents. Yeah. Oh, and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So speaking about these new opponents, right? So how are you and the team feeling about facing these new opponents like West Lafayette or you know, um, Tipton, Twin oh, Lakes? All of them. So those three schools you just mentioned aren't going to be in our new conference. You know, that's just kind of filling in our schedule for okay, next year. Okay. So my bad. Yeah. But. Holy smokes. Yeah. As soon as I found out the schedule for lat for this coming year, you're pulling up. So IHSA has a great website now. IHSA.org, org, And so you just pull up games and you start watching them, you know. It's pretty awesome. That's the exciting part. We're going to be kind of game planning, watching, and seeing new teams, competing against new teams. And holy cow, what a treat to go down to West Lafayette. They're basically them and Chittard are the top two programs in the state for the last few years in 3a you know so we get to go down and compete and kind of show what we can do there mm-hmm. so you guys are really looking forward to this competition besides hiding back oh man it it's gonna be awesome and like if we can get our kids to compete at that level you talk they're gonna get so much notoriety like the the exposure they're gonna get from being able to compete at a high level mm-hmm. um is gonna make leaps and bounds like as far as them getting noticed at the state level when you play against programs like West Lafayette and some of those schools um, if you play well against those schools you get noticed you know I mean colleges are at those games because they have athletes that are going to college and then based on the schools we're facing it's like guaranteed we're going to have like GV games or C team yep. games there's going to be no excuses like the TRC the, uh, we're short kids pretty much right right exactly yep we're not searching for game or Sam's done a great job, but he's not having to search for games every week, you know. So, yeah, like you said, just another benefit about this new move. From my perspective, it seems weird, but it's like this should be the new norm. This is for the better for the program. It needs – well, it is now, you know, and that's that's kind of the – it's our next step, and I can think that's the rallying cry for this year's kids. Like, you're – so the handful of classes before you kind of got us back to that winning way. Now this group's taking us to be competitive in the state, you know, like we're, we're kind of taking that next step or you guys are taking us to that next step and competing against some real competition. It's just exciting, huh? Yeah. And I don't, I don't mean that by talking bad. Like obviously Southwood's been great the last few years. Rochester is a good competitive team, but there's just some teams in the TRC that aren't competitive. So when you have four or five games a year that, you know, for lack of a better term, our, our kids could go out and win. You know, we're winning after the first quarter, 28, 35, nothing. You know, that's that doesn't do our varsity team much good heading into a sectional game against Chittard or a Garen Catholic, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really awesome to see what you guys can do this this upcoming season, right? And it's pretty cool. I did see the schedule earlier, and you guys still face Rochester, like the second game of the year, and then – I'm assuming, you know, still compete for the Bell. Oh, yeah, and they're going to be good this year. They're going to be really good this year. And I keep talking about the kids having to prepare and be good for, like, four quarters, but the coaches too, you know, like the decision-making just gets more critical every series, every down. So uh, when you're ahead 35 nothing at halftime, 
you know, play calling is pretty easy, you know, but when you're down seven going into halftime, like it becomes a pretty big deal. Yeah. So it just, the whole, the whole thing is going to make a huge difference, I think, in kind of boosting Tipkin Valley football into the next stratosphere, I guess. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Hey, uh, like Coach Mo said, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yep. I think that's one of his best quotes, honestly. He's got a lot of them. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> and then um, you were explaining uh, kind of in-depth about playing Colin, right? And I really want to ask you about this, Weaver. So, like, as a football fan, in my perspective, Weaver, I've always admired, like, off- like the offensive side of the ball. It's the fun side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so can you explain more in-depth what you do as an, as an offensive coordinator besides the quote-unquote just calling the offensive plays? Because there has to be more than that. It is. Well— Yes, for sure. There's a lot of preparation to get to where you're just calling plays on Friday. Um, it's it could it, I could do this for two hours, honestly. So I'll try to summarize it. So let's say at the end of last season, you kind of go through and you figure out, boy, these plays were terrible. These plays were awesome, and you kind of figure out what was great. And we kind of have our base offense in set, like kind of, and then you kind of tweak blocking schemes, pass routes, you know. Um, to fit next year and kind of the personnel group you have coming. You might add a couple plays kind of just so it's not the same thing every year for us. Anyway, we kind of throw in some, some different things and you kind of learn every year, but also high school wise, you have different athletes coming in every year. So you, we, we don't run necessarily the, like we don't, we're not a base wing team T wing T team or a triple option team where we're going to, run the same exact offense every year. We have a few base plays that we do run every year, but then we kind of tweak the edges of that offense. And uh, so that's kind of where it starts. You evaluate what was good, what was bad the last year. Going forward for the following year, you try to figure out, okay, here's who we got coming back. Here's some kids that are looking really good. How can we kind of adjust the offense to fit kind of what we got coming back? Um and then you start, you also, you know, then you start, there's Glazier Clinic, there's YouTube, there's like just a million places you can find awesome plays, you know. So probably the hardest part is finding stuff, kind of new stuff, neat stuff, staying kind of with the with the trends and with the times, but still making them fit your formations. And on, the hardest part is figuring out how to call it, you know, like mm-hmm. they're when you look at those NFL, like how, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it on TV, like Peyton Manning calling a play. It's like 15 words, you know, picture trying to run that in with a high school junior, (laughs) you know, to run that in and tell the quarterback how to, you know, here's your play. So just trying to figure out how to make it simple enough and fit your scheme that you already have and your formations you have and kind of being able to run it efficiently. You want to kind of obviously be, somewhat unique or have some uh um oh i don't know some you just want to have some different looks and you want to give the defense some problems and issues but you also want to make it simple enough so you guys are playing fast you know and i'd say that's the hardest thing and that's probably what i spend 90 percent of my time in the off season on is finding some new stuff whether it's screens plays runs passes um, how to get like we have awesome tight ends this year how to get a tight end oh, the football yeah. you know so you kind of just watch plays every night on how how are these people getting tight ends the ball and then you look at how's that fit our formation how's that fit this formation how's that fit this and you figure out how to call it basically you know and i don't i don't know how else to explain it other right. than that so then in you get more closer to so that's the summer basically you spend kind of figuring that kind of stuff out figuring up base our base plays are the same but you kind of figure out those edges and then uh kind of the season gets here or the summer practices get here and you try to figure out how to install it and you know that's kind of how i i put together kind of the summer install so we are we're allowed like 12 thud days and i think three of those are scrimmages so we get like nine thud practices so you kind of figure out how to implement a practice schedule to install kind of your base plays and for the freshmen, how to install the formations, you know, just you kind of go through. So that's kind of, I try to put a lot of thought into that. You know, how do you go through that process of installing your offense in the summer? And then the season gets here and kind of same deal. You kind of start over and you put together the practice schedule for day one, Mm -hmm. day two, day three, and then the actual game start. 
and then you kind of get into more of a routine mm-hmm. you know kind of the summer what used to be the two-a-day season is more kind of install so it's kind of figuring out and adjusting and you might start installing an offense but after day three you're like oh we only got four of the eight things we wanted to install in those first four so you adjust and figure out well what's the most important we got a scrimmage coming up tomorrow mm-hmm. okay we'll just run with this and go you know yeah it's really the practice is really the best time to you know work things out oh yeah rather than just go straight to the game yeah because you'll see some stuff that looks awesome on youtube or whatever and you try to run it and you're like oh my goodness what the heck right <laughs> this, this looks terrible <laughs> coach mo starts freaking out yeah get it out of here and then but yeah you just kind of like plug you said yeah. adapt and just yep yep and then come game day right just execute right yep for sure and you know i'll go back to you run it by like us coaches here we're sitting here in my barn i got marker board here tv computer so all through the off season there's coaches over here in the evenings and we're just kind of hanging out talking football and seeing stuff watching our game film watching other teams game film and uh, so i think we have a really good kind of close-knit coaching group and so if something is stupid, they'll tell me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, They're not always saying yes to you no, pretty much. Which no, you don't no, want pretty much no, in the crew. No. And we kind of have a uh, a quality control guy. Like Coach Kyle Brown is like as smart of a football coach as you'll find. Like he just – he knows it. He lives it. He studies it. And so – He loves the game. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so it's – he's kind of that guy, you know. Like mm-hmm. if we want to run this, well – how do we block this against this front and he'll figure it out or he'll just say, no, you can't do it. That play. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's Weaver, what's like the best thing about being the offense coordinator for this team? Oh, well, we've been scoring a lot of points. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. No, it's, it's probably honestly, <laughs> <true>. <laughs> it's, uh, and that's, uh, that's the goal for this coming season is let's score those points against some good competition. But, um, I think it's been mostly being able like like that coming up with ideas through the summer and actually figuring out how to teach them to the kids and at first you're like man is this going to work out and then kind of start of the season it starts looking better and then kind of after game one game two things start looking really good and just seeing the performance of the kids like when they they can kind of take they they kind of take the coaching you know what I mean and like quarterback wise it's been insane like we've thrown for 65 70 percent completion percentage the last couple of years and we didn't really we were moving tailbacks to quarterback position when steve first started you know it's just that kind of stuff has been awesome um but again i think i'll credit that more to just kind of the athletes we got going through right yeah. now <laughs> and then what's like your favorite game you play called uh you're like what seven years six years being oc oh geez pete's one game that you just enjoyed, that you knew each play call is going to be a guaranteed execute, a guaranteed first down, or a guaranteed touchdown. Boy, I wish you would have put this on the questionnaire that you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, I don't mm, – there's been some rough ones. I think McConaughey a couple of years ago, we just seemed like we scored a touchdown every time we threw the ball and ran the ball. Like they would just – they. You know, I, I think probably that, I guess that one maybe. Yeah. Peru, I, you know, actually another one, Peru last year. Which, Peru, which one? The Peru and sectional. Okay. No, where we scored like zero points. And I think we scored maybe 14 in the first half, but then we scored 40 some in the second half. And it was like just everything was rolling, you know, yeah. that second half. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think more about the losses, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good that, you know, you push yourself, you know, try to make yourself better. Because like what uh, Mario already said in my episode, that it's like, you know, coaches really have to put in the time to, you know, make that hard work pay off, not just the players. Oh, yeah. It, again, I think I, I'll I'll probably credit the strength and condition. Like our players probably deserve more of the credit. We pro- Coaches probably spend more time as far as just the preparation and just the constant. Uh, well, that's all we talk about. Like, you know, if I'm with Coach Brown or – Coach Moriarty, just Webby, just all those, all those guys. Coach Wise comes over here every other weekend, I think, you know, and we talk football. Um, so we spend a ton of time talking football and trying to figure it out and kind of seeing what other teams are doing. Um, but I think our success really is Steve's kind of ability to get the numbers back up to where they need to be for, for a 3A school 
and also those kids that are coming out are really committing to becoming athletes mm-hmm. like they're they're putting in some effort <laughs> and and then speaking about um about football rights weaver so uh, weaver i've noticed the past couple of years i've noticed uh we've been really having really good depth in our rosters especially in the offensive side of the ball what about like your thoughts about that yeah so again i think just numbers in general are way better but um i think the other thing we've kind of we have a great j or junior high coaching staff um prater and paxton are doing a great job and so we have a really good conversation line with them and so when they're coming when those freshmen are coming in or those eighth graders coming in to be freshmen Mm -hmm. we are we're kind of filling in positions that are needed you know so like uh, honestly this year we're a little light on linebackers at the varsity level and jv level but we're we're filling in those spots with young kids that are able-bodied kid like just the numbers are good the athletes are good we're kind of identifying where we think we're going to be light at early on and trying to put some kids in those spots Mm -hmm. so that by the time they're juniors and seniors we do have a couple kids at each spot you know this year we got nate parker is going to be a stud at tailback Mm -hmm. guess who else is a stud brandon styles like he is going to be he's going to be an he's an incoming junior and he could compete with any team in the northern Indiana spot for a tailback position, but you know, it just we're 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 blessed right now with some skilled players yeah, coming through. It's crazy. Back in my high school years, you probably saw two ba- two backs getting most of the reps, right? Like last year alone, I just would see you know, Durf uh, make a good run, Parker make a good run, Albert yeah. make a good run. It was like holy crap, we how many running backs are you gonna you know throw in? You know, well look at our fullbacks, Dalton Albert, Brock Durf. Grady Moriarty. I mean, those those yeah, guys. Grady, are, yeah, those, those, those guys are all insane. You know, yeah. so I guess that becomes maybe a challenge for an offense coordinator. Like, it's a good challenge. Like, yeah, in how, a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Know, how do how do you get these guys all the ball? But uh, we've kind of just let it flow, and we got a returning quarterback that's a stud. You know, so it's just going to be fun. It's going to be a fun year. Yeah, it just seemed like you guys didn't really lose anyone. It was just really the offensive line itself, and, it and is. like you and like you said, some linebackers. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean the. The linebacking core at the I should I shouldn't have said we're the linebacking core at the varsity level is really solid. We just need to find that depth at the JV freshman okay, level. Okay, yep. Yeah, I I kind of screwed up my. No, you're fine. You're fine. But yeah, the our our defense. I, I'm definitely an offensive guy, um, but I am going to have to put a shout out to the defense this year. Like, and maybe I'm pinning them up too high but it could be record setting year for the Valley defense this year. It's insane. Really, I really hope uh, Wade Jones is healthy. Oh, all, all season. He looks like a freak. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We all do. <laughs> but hey, that's good. Huh? Yeah, yeah. He, we had a scrimmage uh, a week and a half ago, Wednesday, against Bremen and Fairfield, and it Wade was all over the place. Yeah, it was fun. Looking good, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've um, besides like you know Wade Jones, like okay, let's talk about the. Oh yeah, I noticed. Speaking, of, let's talk about Wade Jones. So it, and I, I noticed last year he was involved more offensively. Last yeah. year, that was crazy yeah, we, compared to the year before. He was only defense. Yeah, well, when he so this year he made it to state in the two hundred, mm-hmm. and as soon as he qualified, I saw that qualify. I don't, I don't remember the exact day, but I, I know I called Steve and said, "Hey, we're gonna have to throw it deep a little bit more often this coming year." Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just is what it is. You got a D one athlete out there, you're gonna throw it to him. You know, take advantage. Yep. yep. So, um, we back back to this upcoming season, right? Who are some good uh, players that's going to stand out in this offense? Holy smokes! Like I, I'm telling you, we're we're just loaded, and I I hate to, I, I'm so bad at talking trash. Like every time I say that, like I'm the worst. Like I'm a very competitive person, and when I start talking too much, I end up like just killing the vibe. But we're just loaded. Every position's loaded. You know, we got Cody Black, Wade Jones, Smith. Those are our three senior wide receivers. You know, I mean, they would they would play with about anybody. Um, Trent at wing, Ingstrand at wing, tailback. We got our tight ends. Oh, tight ends are freaking Dirk. Talk about freaks. Mm-hmm. What What's Dirkus is like six four, two fifty or something like that. Kyler's six. I don't know six seven six. I don't know what he is six seven. Same probably two fifty. Just who? What high school team in the state has that? You know what I mean? Um, Kyler, you can probably move out to wide receiver every once in a while, so that'll be cool. And then tailbacks, you got Nate Parker and 
Brandon Styles and then fullbacks, Albert. Nobody's nobody's got a fullback. I think Albert's benching like three thirty, squatting four something. You know, it's just insane. Brock Durf, Grady coming up. And then you got a returning quarterback that was I think seventy something percent completion percentage last year, over a thousand yards, and I think like maybe fifteen, sixteen touchdowns, yeah. two or three interceptions. I mean, it's just. It's fun. Just, We're just in a good, good spot right now. <laughs> it just seems like you're just looking forward to, like, August, huh? Yeah, yep, just open it up, man. <laughs> We're going to get after it. Oh, heck yeah. I can. I believe it. So, we've um, – so, what, do you guys have any team goals or what can we expect later this, like, you know, this season? Um, we usually leave that up to the seniors, and I haven't necessarily heard their particular goal. My, my goal is – I think I said it earlier – is just to – so, every – you know, there, there was a lot of negativity towards Valley kind of giving the seal later to the TRC and right. stuff. So my goal is really to kind of put the same numbers we've been putting up in the TRC against kind of this bigger schedule, tougher schedule, 3A teams, you know. Um, I, I'd say that's probably the biggest goal for me. And then, obviously, everybody wants to make a run in the playoffs, which is the end goal, you know. You know, get a sectional title. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, heck, yeah. But, hey, you know, we're dialed in. Yep, yep. Well, that's what the – I think that's what we're trying to get set up for, you know. That was the whole purpose, mm-hmm. be competitive. But I remember Steve said in my episode that – on his episode, excuse me, that um, he doesn't want not only a sectional title, title, but he wants to strive for a, a state title. Oh, yeah. I, I think – I think yeah, that, that's got to be the goal, right, every season. And that's – again, I think that's the mentality, and that's why things have kind of flipped the switch a little bit. To where we're at now and we obviously still got a long ways to go but um that needs to be the thought process you can beat anybody like we're we're going into every game thinking we can win and the coaches we believe that and i think the kids are starting to believe that starting with that 2018 bell game you know that was kind of the turn that's point, kind of yeah. what turned it and so now the kids just think they can beat everybody which we can mm-hmm. um now we just got to put it all together and make a run right yeah. be you know take it week by week pretty much yep Yep. And not only physically strong at all times, but mentally. Yep, yep. And the I think that's where a tough schedule will help. You know, uh, being able to take some lumps, kind of know where you're at, where you're realistically at, kind of through a season, and kind of grow from those spots. You know? Yeah. And then, uh, does Steve graduate the same class as you? No. Oh yeah. Yep. Ninety-five. Yep. So, did you ever thought back in, back in high school that YouTube would be running the program to this day nowadays? <laughs> no way. No. 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 No, but there is some good – I mean, Steve was a heck of a football player, you know. Um, so it is – you know, that's one of the nostalgic things for us. Like, I remember uh, kind of some of the good memories, like football-wise. It was probably more like maybe our sophomore, junior year, just after school we'd head to his house, catch something to eat, and then just go out in the road in front of his house and throw the basketball – or throw the football before, before football games. You know, I was just kind of relaxed, just kind of hanging out. Then you getting ready for a freaking war, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, growing up and being part of that with the head coach now, you know, and us both kind of going through it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Seeing his kids going through it. You know, Max, my son's going to be a manager this year, so yeah. pretty cool. Pretty it cool. all goes uh, full circle because, you know, Grady's, you know, going to be coming back as a good sophomore. Oh, he's a stud. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> so um, it's just crazy that, you know, you get to coach, you know, with one of your best buddies, you know? Oh, it's amazing. Yep. I, I, again, I don't think – I would coach anywhere else, honestly. The opportunity here has been very fortunate. You know, Bibbler and Shriver kind of getting involved with them, kind of kind of learning how to treat people and see how they treat people with uh, and kids and players and just uh, then they kind of continue with Steve. I think that's kind of why it's somewhat special, you know. Yeah, it just you wouldn't ask for anything better pretty much. Yep, nope. I can't imagine being here if it didn't, kind of didn't happen that way, yeah. you know. And how's your family support this? Oh, well, they come to all the games. Yeah, they're they're part of all my kids. Like, so Jill grew up through here too. And she's part of Valley. Also, she kind of played sports in Valley. Kind of grew up in the area. And so you guys were high school sweethearts, pretty much. Yeah, actually, I think, I think more or less, kind of started. I don't know what you do. We're friends, dating, whatever. In seventh <laughs> right. seventh grade or something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's we're crazy. Cre- creatures of habit, I guess. Man, that's awesome. So yeah, I mean. Rapping about football, we were best of luck to you and the team. You know about this upcoming season. I appreciate that. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun one. And you, Moriarty, and the rest of the coaching staff and the players have done a great job for the past you know several years. It's really been entertaining watching you guys. I appreciate that. That's, I think that's our 
kind of, I mean, obviously our goal is to win state, but the second goal is just to put on a show, you know, yeah. something the community can come out and watch and enjoy. Have a good Friday night. Heck yeah. So we were outside of football. What do you do for a living? I never knew what you did for a living. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Warsaw engineering and fabricating, you know, so that's kind of my, my dad started that with a partner in 84 and I, I went to tri-state, which is trying now mechanical engineering degree and kind of came back, started working with the family business and my oldest sister and I run it like we own it now and run it. And so that's kind of, it's kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. And what do they exactly do? Um, honestly, so you're, most people that you're talking to are probably more familiar with Craig welding. And so it's a very similar, we do probably more millwright kind of field install work than Craig welding does. Uh, we don't have really any manufacturing type stuff we do. So we're a custom steel fabricating right. shop with a lot of millwright capabilities. And how, how have you liked it so far? Oh, I love it. I've been a good living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, what do you like to do for fun outside of, you know, work, outside of football? Oh, golf, for sure. I, I, I've gotten better at golf the last few years. But um, golf, uh, honestly, hot, starting high school go, uh, football and kind of do, getting that offense coordinator role, that's honest, That's become kind of an awesome hobby, too. You know, that's kind of – I watch more high school football all across multiple states than anything at this point. Um, golf, just hanging out uh, – cornhole just kind of any of those dumb camping kind of games I, I just enjoy doing family we our family we have a huge family so kind of hanging out with them like the birthday parties and stuff just kind of hanging out and that's about it really i mean there's not a lot of other time <laughs> yeah. and it just seems like you had a busy summer so far weaver because you know your daughter your oldest daughter madeline did i say her name right yep, yep. okay yeah just graduated so you know been busy you know seeing her graduate with the open houses and then she's going to college right to huntington for golf yeah yep yep she's doing well so yep exactly like so just kind of preparing for all that stuff which is i think we have one tomorrow we're headed to in ohio my cousin's daughter and then open houses are done so uh, that chapter's kind of over, but it was good, you know. Madeline's been good, and she's doing well, and, yeah, headed to Huntington. And uh, we'll see how she competes there. Yeah, and it seems like her and the uh, the golf team last season had a great season. Oh, yeah, yeah. In they, high school? They, they've, been, they've been amazing. Like, that whole – I mean, that, that group of seniors, all of them, like, I don't want to miss anybody, but, like, Molly, Madeline, Cadence, um, Lily – Lydia, I mean, that whole group that were golfers for the last four years, they just kind of plugged it. They just did a great job. I think they made it to regionals twice. You know, couldn't quite get out of there, but they just good girls. Like, they've all been – they're going to be successful. I mean, they're they're good, smart women at this yeah. point, you know. And nothing better than, you know, golfing with, you know, with your family, you know, in your free time. Oh, Stone Hedge. Honestly, that's my favorite. Like, I'll, if I could get my youngest daughter, she's – freaking so good at it but she's stubborn she doesn't want to do it right now but max loves it madeline loves it you know just going out there and hanging out was a great time but just can't quite get my youngest one into that yet <laughs> maybe we'll later see. you know trust the process <laughs> we'll yeah, yeah but um excited so we be attending the sweet and sassy later this summer? oh yeah oh yeah and uh so we got the same team i actually just saw steph at lunch today um it's gonna be me madeline steve and molly again for i don't However many years that's been going on, we've had the same team since, you know. And I'm, I, I talked about this with other people that's att- that's been on my podcast that's attended the event. It's just like it just seems like it's a huge, you know, big Valley family re- uh, reunion. It's just a bunch of great people. Yep, yep. Enjoy it. Celebrate Coach Bibbler. You know, it's such an awesome time. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what's you know, what's the best part about golf? Like, you know, have you incre- like you know have you improved you know your driving game, your chipping? Um, no, I'm terrible at chipping. Same here. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've just, I've gotten better. I just, I haven't played quite enough. I honestly, the best part about it's watching your kids get better at it. But, um, I don't know. I, that's kind of just really just hanging out. It's kind of a stress-free thing for me. I just go out and play. I don't, I'm not real concerned with final score all that much, really. It's just, uh, getting out on the course and playing with three or four other guys and hanging out and getting better too. You can I'm, never be a perfect no, golf player. I mean, not no. Us, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and I'm competitive. So I, yeah, I definitely want to win five bucks from the guy I'm playing with or whatever, yeah. but, uh, it's just fun in general. I love it. Yep. Yep. And then, um, Weaver, um, is there any other, is there any fun trips or events you got before, you know, the season really starts? Oh, uh, nothing crazy. We, 
my parents have a place up in the upper peninsula on uh, lake superior so we try to get up there once a year so I, we'll try to do that before the end of the summer for a few days but i think that's kind of it like the beginning of the summer was like you said kind of crazy with kind of just all the open houses and getting ready for things graduation all that um but no that's about it kind of honestly looking forward to getting into the season a little deeper it's go time pretty much <laughs> yeah, yeah so um we've is there anything else do you want to see or ask um no I, I i do have one thing so you remember alan wagner of course yep he is jealous as can be that coach moriarty and i have both been on your podcast now and you haven't asked him yet so Dang. He, he's just waiting for the opportunity to get on your podcast I know, <laughs> so i wanted to send a shout out to coach or coach wagner he watches and li- or he i shouldn't say watches he listens to every valley football game mm-hmm. in his garage heck yeah no i love alan yeah. he's a good dude shout out to, yeah big shout out to him hey you know i'll keep that in my notes yep yep so um, thank you for mentioning that, Weave. And then, uh, Weave, with that being said, uh, it's time for the cheesy question of the day. I've been looking forward to this. So today's cheesy question of the day, Weave, is that uh, if you competed in the golf outing where the winning team gets $100,000, what three people, dead or alive, would you pick to be on your team? Oh, geez, Pete's. Like any, like I, anyone, PGA? Like anyone, <laughs> like they can be dead or alive, amateur, you know them real life personally. Yeah, any three people. Okay, well, it have to be tiger woods obviously yeah that's one um nicholas i suppose would have to be number two number three um i need to be i'm already on the team you're already on the team so <laughs> okay. you got one more person um go that complete team for the outing let's go oh man i don't know if you need more than those two um i don't know i'm trying to think of a good putter or something but so with Gary Player or something, somebody like that that's smart and just in general like a good golfer. <laughs> I would say I, I thought you would have said Steve or anyone of your relatives because oh no, I'm I'm winning that. Okay, thing, okay. You know? so okay, <laughs> yeah. we'll be the final person. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Oh, so Gary Player, Nicholas, and Tiger Woods. Okay. Yeah, okay. no, I'm after money there. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean, I'm, hundred Steve's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't hear that. <laughs> well, um, Weaver, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks. on. This means a lot. Thank this you, was, Cheese. This is a lot of fun. I love it. I, I had, yeah, I enjoyed it too. I'm usually not a talker, Cheese, so it was good. Hey, you did a heck of a job. <laughs> and once again, um, best luck to you and the Valley Football Program. Thank you. Appreciate it. So yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Um, please leave a review and rating and share the podcast. I would greatly appreciate that. You can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook. See ya.